your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I don't know why I'm singing. 608-785-7914, like the guy just said. I don't know why I'm repeating that either. It's muscle memory, in case the sounder ever goes down. A bunch of things we could talk about today. I'm just winging it, so... I was trying to get a city council member on today to talk about the committee meeting tomorrow, but nobody was available. They have a lot of meetings, and um, they're all in, like, eight different committees. And one just, I think it's wrapping up. Brad and I were listening to it a little bit earlier. Not And by earlier, I mean, like, 11 minutes ago. And just the uh, the big thing on the city council committee, whatever you want to call, whatever one we're doing, city plan commission, I think it was, uh, the, the want to rezone a, a vacant lot by the Y and make it a apartment complex instead of permanent housing. And it sounds like that's not going to happen. So that vacant lot's going to remain vacant until somebody builds a house on it, I guess. Can't have an apartment complex there. But if you have any opinion on, it kind of gets back to our whole conversation for all last week in bits and pieces. And on Friday with Dr. Anthony Tregoski, political science professor, um, the, the idea of public comment and who gets to say, who gets the most say in what goes on in the city. How do you adhere to that? And... You know, when do you decide, okay, this group of people is against the thing, so we're not going to do the thing. Do the people that live around the Y and that vacant lot, do they get the most, how much say do they get? Obviously, the city council member in that area is going to hopefully find out a vast majority of people's opinions in that. But, you know, like if you're just thinking about it, uh, yeah, I don't want an apartment complex in my neighborhood if I don't have to have one, I don't want anything and anything. I don't want, you know, I don't want anything anywhere. I want it to be all fields. <laughs> it's kind of how my parents are living right now. They own a whole bunch of acres around their house and our neighbor's house. And then when I was growing up, it was all fields. And then now it's all like suburb suburbia. Greenville, Wisconsin, suburbia. And we still have the fields around our house, but everything else is houses. How long does that last? I don't know. 608-785-7914. So that was, you know, that's one of those issues where the people around that area don't want it. Another one in Riverside Park, right? Like we've hit on that a couple of times. There's a building there already, though. And they want to make it a beer garden slash wedding venue. Right, and the neighbors just down the road from there say, "No, we don't want that." That one's a little harder to defend since it's literally in a park where people are doing stuff all the time, and they have to put up with Oktoberfest once a year, which is pretty loud and a lot of people. So, <laughs> I think a year's worth of whatever a beer garden would bring happens in a couple of days span. Um, what were some other ones? I thought I had a, I had another one too, but um, just the you know these ideas here, like when, what is it, do we do the the whole greater good thing, right? You always know, see that in movies. If we sacrifice this many people, it'll be for the greater good. 
Uh, 608-785-7914. Governor Tony Evers was uh, blasting GOP. There's a couple headlines here. Uh, Blasting the Republicans. Let's see here. Two different ones. Uh, Over the $680,000 for election probes. He said that was outrageous. And he said uh, Republicans' concerns over Afghan refugees is dog whistle crap. <laughs> Gotta love Go- Governor Tony Evers for the uh, the old timey sayings. Although uh, dog whistle crap, I don't know. Eh, that's crap. I guess I you know how many people say that a day. Um, then again, uh, we've called Ron Johnson said a couple of times the other day that um, he was using lipstick on a pig. This, this situation at Fort McCoy, right? Uh, after a tour last week at the base, Republican Senator Ron Johnson questioned whether refugees at Fort McCoy have been fully vetted and called White House assurances about the process lipstick on a pig. So Ron Johnson pig shaming, as I said last week. Uh, and then Governor Evers today says, to me, it's dog whistle crap and we don't need any of that in terms of uh, not vetting. But So the back and forth continues. I'm glad everyone's getting along. At least things are changing, <laughs> not getting worse at all. So uh, Catholic Charities is, is uh, there's a story on wisdomnews.com. If you want to look, there's a whole list of things that Catholic Charities is, is doing and needing to get to Afghan refugees at Fort McCoy. If you want to check that out. Also, they're looking for volunteers, kind of like some some big time commitment volunteers, one for weeks at a, t- a week at a time. And then others that have essentially lawyers or law experience. Um, so there's just a, a couple of, you know, those are some big commitments. Hey, can you uh, volunteer for a week at Fort McCoy? <laughs> just, yeah. I'll take vacation. Um, but some people can, that's great if they can. Um, but they also need just very specific items. There's a whole list there at wisdomnews.com. Eric from, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. What is lips, lipstick on a pig thing? Where did that come from? Who said that first, anyway? <laughs> Brad told me earlier, thanks, Eric. Brad told me earlier that uh, Sarah Palin used to say that. Sarah Palin? Let's just Google it. Let's just Google lipstick on a pig. I'm surprised Brad just doesn't know the original. There it is. First thing that comes up, slate.com. Uh, uh-oh, Barack Obama is the first thing that thing that comes up here totally crowd uh you can put lipstick on a pig but it's still a pig i don't know why all this pig shaming pigs are the cutest thing they're essentially dogs without fur yeah they like to live and roll around in mud but that's how they cool their bodies and they're delicious so although if you read some of the reports you're probably not supposed to eat pig because it's gonna give you cancer and the treatment of pigs Pretty awful <laughs> when they're when they're in those uh, quote unquote farms, factory farms. All right, lipstick on a pig. I'll read this a little bit. Brad's got to do the news. We'll be back. And there's simply not enough lipstick to put on this pig at this point in time. Ron Johnson last week at Fort McCoy took a Republican delegation to the fort to look in on the situation with Afghan refugees. Go into the cliches. I think if you have to go cliches, and I butcher them all the time. I just try not to do cliches, but it's just a weak attempt at uh, trying to say something. Uh, lipstick on a pig, though, dates back to, loosely, because 
if I'm reading the Slate article right, we didn't have lipstick. Um, no, I lost. There's so many dates here. Did we not have lipstick till like 1926? That doesn't seem right. We probably had lipstick before that, right? Uh, but it, it dates back to the 1700s. A hog in armor is still but a hog. Was recorded in 1732 by a British physician. The hog in armor alludes to an awkward or mean-looking man or woman, finely dressed. So pretty much me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm mean-looking, mean, ugly, whatever. Um, but yeah, so there you go, Eric. Lipstick on a pig, dating back to the 1700s. In very loosely, uh, I think a Democrat used lipstick on a pig in, in 1985. Her name, uh, where is it? The computer's so far away. Ann Richards uh, used it a couple of times, according to this, spewing or uh, sparring with George W. Bush. She used it a couple of different times in a couple of different manners. Uh, this is not another one of those deals where you put lipstick on a hog and call it a princess. And then later she did the same thing, but instead of saying princess, she called the, the hog Monique. This is where you put lipstick on a hog and call it Monique. It's still a pig. I think Monique the pig would have been a great book. I wonder if somebody took advantage of that back in the uh, early 90s. Um, anyway, sidebar, <laughs> lipstick on a pig. Uh, that's the kind of show I want to do. Um, there's a couple of interesting stories, uh, you know, aside from the city plan commission kind of, I, I believe I, I left the meeting, but the, 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 the zoom meeting, but the consensus seemed to be that they were going to either push. They're not going to vote for rezoning an area by the Y, a vacant lot by the YMCA here in La Crosse, uh, so that they could build either. Well, it first started as a 16-unit, four-floor apartment building. They got it down to 12 units and two floors, but the neighbors in that area said no. There's too much rental property in the city. 59% uh, of the Washburn neighborhood is rental property. And Brad told me 49% is single family, which doesn't add up. <laughs> maybe he meant 41%. There's not one bit of property. Well, maybe that's just uh, there's got to be some... Uh, percentage that isn't either right there's got to be some like the ymca would be part of that if it's, that's the washburn neighborhood that's not rental or uh single family rentals um but 59 percent of the rental if the washburn neighborhood is apparently rental property which seems like a lot <laughs> honestly that's a lot we should be trying to if we're going to build a 12 unit or 16 unit apartment complex we should do we should make it a permanent apartments where you could like a condominiums or something right then people could buy those and own them like we need permanent housing is that the deal is that the argument there i mean that's what they're we're trying to rezone it from a residential district to a traditional neighborhood district apparently so that's uh that's one thing that's that's going down in the city and um when i left the meeting someone was trying to do a powerpoint over the zoom call and it wasn't going great it was going okay, but not great. There were some missing pieces, and it just uh, that. And there's your public comment, right? And everyone just kind of you only get three minutes too, so you better get your PowerPoint ready to go. And if it screws up, then you're kind of, you know, trying to put lipstick on a pig, I guess. 
Who wants to hear a PowerPoint? Come on. Hey, I got a PowerPoint in my public comment and everyone in the meeting. Oh, are you kidding me? You're going to do a PowerPoint. Uh, but that's fine. It's cool. You put together a PowerPoint. But I think the overall consensus in the world is that we don't want to do more PowerPoints. <clears throat> 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. My friend had this dilemma the other day, and I think this is one, and I just this is off the wall, but I want to bring it up as I clear my throat in the mic. That's like that's a fine. Uh, so, yeah, at the grocery store. So everyone's been here. You're at the grocery store. There's five. There's one checkout open. There's five people in line, right? And you're not one of the. Just let's put yourself in the situation where you're not one of these people in line. You're coming from the other direction. Five people waiting in line, which is annoying, right? Because they've all got 5,000. Just think of Woodman's, right? Woodman's, everyone's got 5,000 things in their carts. And, and, and you're coming up to that one checkout, the only one open. And right when you get there, they open another checkout right next to you. So what's the etiquette here? Do you, you're, you're right there, right? Like you're in line. And it's maybe right next to you or one one away from the open checkout already where five people are waiting, you know, probably impatiently in line and kind of annoyed because there's only one checkout. Do you get to slide into that open register that's right there? And as they're doing that, another register opens two more down from that. So now there's three registers open, but there's five people in line, right? And you're just, it's, you, you just sidled in. <laughs> you sidled up and in and, you know, you didn't have to wait, but you also weren't. You didn't give, there was no, you didn't give the, do you need to give the courtesy to those four other people or maybe three other people that have been waiting in line? And you could just imagine the way some of them stores are set up. The line kind of veers the other direction. So it's kind of annoying. Like, okay, hey, you can come and jump into this line. But then the other person's got to go around. And it would just take, by the time, by the time you have it all figured out, you could have been checked out already or well on your way to being checked out. Uh, so what's the etiquette there? Do you get to jump right in line because you're right there and the checkout's open? Or do you need to wait and then tell the people that are waiting in the line down, just down from there, a couple checkouts down, do you need to tell them, hey, you guys, can? this is open, I'll wait. You guys can come out of line. You were here first. You were waiting. And I, you know, she put a, she put like a poll up. And uh, on on Instagram, just the, the vote. And I said, this vote is going to be very skewed because you're putting yourself in the position where your friends are voting on something where you're the one that's not waiting in line and just able to just slide right into the cash register line that opened up right in front of you. But if you were the if you were the person waiting in line, you would say, of course, you should let me come out of the back of the line and move into the register that just opened up. Because I've been waiting. Like, why you need to wait for me? I've been here first, all right? So let me know. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Let me know what, just what's, what's the courtesy here. Do you wait for the people that are waiting in line, or do you just slide in and, and take it? Because you're right there. Uh, Al2 asked me, how, I, how do I think these weird things up and just ramble on about I don't know, Al. I think I just said my friend had this dilemma the other day and she wanted to know. And I think it's a dilemma that everybody in the city has gone through. Everybody has gone through this, right? Everybody's gone through the checkout. What are you going to do? You're going to wait in line? 
and let the people that were already waiting cut butt in front of you, essentially? Or are you going to take the spot? Al, what do you think? Instead of instead of being mad on the text line that I'm rambling about it, you could have answered the question. You have an opinion. <laughs> uh, a couple other things I wanted to, to bring up that have nothing to do with anything. Uh, there's a there's an interesting story about a, a school near uh, on the other side of the state. I think it's near Milwaukee. Walk, I want to say Waukesha. Off the top of my head, I forgot. Um, they're they're ending the the free lunch program. Waukesha. Yep. A school board decided to end the uh, free run- lunch program that the feds have given to schools because uh, the students would become spoiled. Is the quote. What is that? Could you imagine uh, how many spoiled kids out there are eating lunch for free? How many kids, uh, how many students out there are paying for their lunch? So that's that's something I kind of wanted to get into too. Um, I just, I, I, it's a little bit ridiculous that we don't just provide free lunch for all the students, no matter what. I think that's the way we should go when it comes to school lunches. Uh, I think Rogers. Roger, you you there? I'm here. Is this Roger? It is. Hey, Roger, go ahead. You're on the air. So uh, it's, it's the same as a subway car. Uh, the rules apply with old people, pregnant ladies. Yeah, let them over. But if you're just a regular person in line, you, no, it's, it's fine. You know, you, you committed to a line, you're in it, no big deal. You can oh. take it if you want. Oh, if you're in a subway car and you're sitting and, and an old lady or, or some, a pregnant person wants to sit, you get up. Is yeah. that, that's what you're saying. Anyone yeah. you would give up, the same rule applies in, in lines like that open up. If you feel like these people that are waiting in line, they're four back, need that uh, little extra help, go ahead, give up, you know, come on over, this thing's open up. But otherwise, you know what? It's a gamble. You pick your line, you stick in it. So, so, so you want to. It opens up and it's available, take it. You essentially want to judge uh, a book by their cover. Well, you got to look at the people in line and decide whether you get to be the judge of whether or not they get to go in front of you. Ooh. <laughs> it's it's all it's all random fate anyway, right? Yeah, so right. I just said. All right, thanks, thanks, uh, Roger. Yep, yeah, thanks. All right, so Roger says, uh, take a look at who's in line, and decide whether or not they, you know, are they better off than you? <laughs> are they are they old? Are they pregnant? Are they you know hard up somehow? Can you figure that out by just giving them giving them a glance? All right, uh, caller, who's this? Yeah, hi. This is Ron. Hey, Ron, go ahead. Well, just the other day at Walmart, there was kind of what you've been talking about. I was like number five in line, and I got up like maybe just four. But then the, the checkout up ahead opened up, and she was saying, I can help the next customer in line now. So um, the gal ahead of me moved up, and I moved up behind her. But I do, in those situations, look at the other person that's handicapped, disabled, or uh, a senior citizen. I would, I would let them go first. I would let them go ahead of me. Not, but not anyone else because they were they were in line before you? What if it's just somebody uh, else that was waiting longer than you? It's a 20-year-old kid with a hat on backwards. Well, then you have to wait then. They're going to have to wait? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Ron. Um, yeah, well, I can see this getting contentious too. Like, hey, what? Come on, man! I've been waiting in line, and you just over- <laughs> you just butt in front of me. I've been waiting here for ten minutes. There's five other people in line. They're all getting three hundred things in the grocery store. Like, I, I get it. I get it. All right, 
I gotta take a break. Scott's comment coming up. Brad doing the news. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. We broke down earlier the uh, origins of lipstick on a pig, which Eric from Sparta brought up. It's been used a couple of times. Well, Ron Johnson used it a couple of times last week. Pig shaming, I say. <laughs> uh, but Eric wanted Eric had more on lipstick on a pig. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I thank you for taking my call back because you didn't let me finish my statement. But that's okay. I respect you if you let me speak. What if Donald Trump said to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig? What kind of response do you think would get some something like that? Please answer. Give me your honest answer. Thank you very much. I honor right. you for taking my call. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Eric. Eric, uh, with the pleasantries there, um, Donald Trump says that stuff all the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, and Ron Johnson just said it about Joe Biden. So, I mean, it's the same deal. Joe Biden said it. I mean, I don't even, I don't think, it's, it's kind of like a nothing burger, but it's just funny. It's a funny phrase it's to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't, I feel like J- Donald Trump started the whole name. Like this isn't name calling, but he, he calls people names all the time. He gives them nicknames. So, and now he has to send out presidential emails, uh, that are 129 characters long, uh, to, to inform the public of his thoughts because he's not on Twitter. I don't understand why Donald Trump isn't on TV every day, because he he could be right. He could be on every show every day, saying everything about everything, because every station would take him, and it would be headlines to to and through. I wonder what the strategy is there. Um, but yeah, the, the lipstick on thing is not it's not even all that insulting, except to pigs. So I brought up this uh, this. Waukesha school ending or talking about ending. I think they ended school lunch and then they got criticized for it. Uh, but the quote, the quote is, you know, from one of the, the board members saying that the kids would become spoiled because they're getting free school lunch. I don't, I guess maybe like, is that, I wonder, it's just, there's, that's all the, the, the quote I got. Board member, the board member said the free program made it easy for families to become spoiled. So already, it's not the kids are becoming spoiled. Uh, For families to become spoiled, uh, the assistant superintendent for business services there said he feared that there would be a slow addiction to the service. Get these kids addicted to lunch every day. And then they're going to want to, they're going to expect it. They're going to come to school, even if their parents can't afford to, to pay their school lunches. These kids are going to come to school and they're going to get addicted to food. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, just get them off this program. Kids can go a day without eating. It's fine. They get up in the morning, maybe eat some breakfast if there's food there. Go to school, sit at the lunch table without any lunch because your parents can't afford it and you won't give them free lunch. Let them sit there and think about it. Maybe get a job, kids, during lunch, washing dishes. Maybe earn that free school lunch. Maybe earn that lunch so it's not free. Otherwise, they're going to get addicted to the, to the services, slowly addicted. Uh, and then go home at the end of the day, probably after you play 
after your basketball or football or volleyball practice, go home at the end of the day and then just have your meal. And then that's it. Like, suck it up, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, we shouldn't, uh, this shouldn't be a, shouldn't be an issue. We should just, I mean, it, we've, we've been doing this since COVID. I, the texter said, uh, to my understanding, he said, uh, where is it? Nick said, I'm pretty sure all Wisconsin schools have had free lunch and breakfast for everyone the past two years, essentially during the COVID crisis. Um, yeah, which is where we should all be at. Cancel all the lunch debt. Give the kids breakfast and lunch if they need to go eat breakfast at school. However that works. Great. We didn't. I didn't eat breakfast. Period. Really. But I didn't go to school to eat breakfast. Um and if parents can or can't afford it, who cares? I mean, if they're at this, like, how much, how much are we losing on, on school, giving kids free lunch? The, 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 the easiest thing to do is just sweeping federally across the nation. Every school has free lunch. Let's just figure it out. And then we can make them lunch is good, too. We could try that. That's probably the next step. I mean, if this school board member said, yeah, we don't need these free lunches because they're terrible. That would be something else because, I mean, we all have been there before, right? I think the uh, if I if I remember back in high school, I think uh, school lunch was pretty good, but I was you know a big boy that wanted to eat lunch. Played, I I went hard in gym class and uh, had sports afterwards. I think lunch was kind of kind of uh, important at that point. So, um, but yeah. This, uh, this school board. So they're rethinking this plan now that they've gotten out of the uh, this supplemental program to uh, keep school lunch at the school. It's at wisdomnews.com if you want to read about it. But uh, we've seen this in the area too, right? We've seen uh, this group, I've mentioned this a couple of different times, but Beer by Bike Brigade. <laughs> so they haven't met yet. They almost met a couple weeks ago. I believe it was, maybe it was just last week. Almost met again because they're just a group of people that meet Get on their bikes, ride around town, hit up some local spots. Uh, they do fundraisers. They do giveaways. They do prizes. But but one of the things they do quite often is they raise money and donate that money. I remember they did it for the Holman School District, and I believe they've done it a couple of times for lacrosse's schools, is they raise a couple thousand dollars to pay off school lunch debt. So we're depending, and this is how, like this. That's great, right? But we're depending, not, maybe not depending, but like we are somewhat relying on a group called the Beer by Bike Brigade. So people riding bikes and going and having some beers and raising money to pay off our school lunch debt. That's where we're at in society here in La Crosse. Uh, Gail texted in, there's a one lane southbound on Highway 16 construction. Traffic is backed way up on Highway 16. Yeah, there's road construction, but um, not an accident road. She says construction. So, yeah, 545 on a Monday. Thanks, Gail, though. I appreciate it. You could send me your traffic updates. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, Bob's calling in. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, hi Rick. Hi. Yeah, I got a question for you. Um, do you think our do you think President Biden is uh, mentally fit to be our president? Sure. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Unbelievable. You, tell me why. 
well, because he's not unmentally fit. <laughs> like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want me to say? Why do you think Joe Biden is not mentally fit, Bob? Do you? Do you? All you have to do is watch him when he talks. All right. Um, do you think the withdrawal in Afghanistan that he directed was the right way to do it? Well, it looks like we we had some hiccups, right? There's probably yeah, we had, quite a we few. had 13 uh, soldiers killed because of Joe Biden. That's that's blood on his hands. So yeah, do you know and how many? Do you know how many Americans, soldiers? And there's Americans held hostage now because the last plane took off. So we got hundreds of people. How many soldiers, Bob, have been killed each year in Afghanistan? Do you know? On the last 18 months, not one. But that's how a many? Fact. But that, so how so many, we had 13 killed Thursday. How many killed in the last year, man? How many killed in the last 20 years? So I guess you get all fired up about Afghanistan, but uh, it's, it was never going to go smooth. It sucks that people are dying. Apparently, we did a drone strike early this morning or in the last 24 hours that killed a bunch of people that may have been just civilians and children. Uh, Obama did drone strikes like crazy. Soldiers die every year in Afghanistan, and it sucks. But we're gonna we, every year. We're just gonna make it a, a a Republican or a Democratic issue. But let's just get out, get the f out of there, and figure it out. <laughs> clearly, it didn't. Clearly, clearly, it isn't going very smoothly. I'm sure it was supposed to be super easy to do, though. Let's get out of a 20 year war uh, with everything that was going on. So uh, there's so many intricacies into whatever whatever was going on in Afghanistan that it's really hard to talk about one way or the other. But if you want to just point fingers at Joe Biden and say it's all his fault, I get it because he's the president now and he's trying to do the thing that no other president did. And this is why, right? Because it's a losing battle, even though, yeah, it's a losing, it's almost literally a losing battle because we lost the war. Caller, who's this? Diane. Hey, Diane, you're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, I just have a couple of little things. Um, one of them is the f- uh, food for the children at school. Yeah. I think that's a, every child should have a meal. There's a lot of pa- families that do not provide meals for their children, and their children cannot go out and get their own meals. We give so much money to other things. All this people not working and getting their their checks, their you know unemployment checks and this type of thing, I think the least we can do is to provide a good, solid meals for our children that are going to school. This helps them learn, and I have no problem with that at all. So I just hope that everybody feels the same way because, you know what, they are our future. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Diane's almost there. So she's essentially making the, the comparison that people are on a, that are on unemployment getting checks. I don't know. I, maybe I misunderstood her. But they're getting handouts when we should probably transfer that money to kids in school. I think we could transfer that money from somewhere else. Tax the rich. (laughs) Uh, That would be a really easy thing to do. Also, it looks like uh, either the House or the Senate has a proposal to raise the military budget by $25 billion this upcoming next year or something like that. I just started reading about it. so we could take that $25 million of increased military spending and just we could give that to kids who need free school lunch. Dan has a great text. He says, parents can afford a jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread and their kids can brown bag it. It's not up to everyone else to feed the kids. I mean, why, why the parents? Just give the kid a couple of bucks, go to the quick trip and get your own peanut butter and 
loaf of bread kids. You don't know why you need your parents to do it. Uh, so yeah, so Dan's Dan's idea is that kids just eat a peanut butter and white bread sandwich every day for lunch, and that's good enough. Good enough for them. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914. A couple minutes left here. You still get in. City Plan Commission met today at 4 p.m. There was at least one public commenter. Mayor Mitch Reynolds had put out a video on Facebook the other day just encouraging people to get involved in city government, and this is the week to do it. There's all kinds of meetings and because it's uh, the JNA committee meets tomorrow, Judiciary and Administration Committee. I think, uh, well, there a big part of that meeting was going to be, I think, this zoning plan by the Y. But if the City Plan Commission, and I believe this is true, if the City Plan Commission was voting not to rezone that area, I'm guessing that's where JNA is going to meet as well. And. Let me see. Next, I got to go to next month. I got to switch to next month. Um, Thursday at 6 p.m., the Finance and Personnel Committee meeting is is happening. That's the other big one. So those are the two big ones. 6 p.m. tomorrow, 6 p.m. Thursday, JNA and FMP. So if you want to get those agendas, and I talked to Andrea Richmond just a little bit ago, and she is, I didn't mention it. I have, I've had her on in the past, just, you know, a, an easier way to, to navigate some of this stuff. And the mayor had put out, Mitch Reynolds had put out, I think they were going to hire a PR firm. And I don't know exactly what the firm was going to do, but maybe it was going to try and help decipher some of these committees and city council, you know, meetings that happen the week later, the art board, the board of public works, the police and fire commission. Um, what is another, the, the lacrosse center board. So all these boards and all these meetings that happen, maybe that public relations firm that he hired or was going to hire was going to maybe just give the public a little bit of a better idea of what's going on without having to download 75 PDFs at a time. Because that's where we're at now. If you if you want to get if you want to look at any of these meetings, everything's a PDF, and then the PDFs. Even when you get there, they're they're kind of confusing. I will admit they're not like the greatest. And so, like the F and P meets tomorrow. No, yeah, the F and P. I don't know. Now I now I lost the page. But F and P or J and A meets tomorrow. And if you go on there, there's just there's PDF after PDF to download. And I'm not saying that's the only problem, but that's one of them. Uh, some people have computers that'll open PDFs, I bet, but not mine. So, and then on top of that, even when you get the the PDF open and you're looking at what's on the agenda, sometimes that's even confusing. So the idea of hiring some kind of, you know, PR firm, you know, but then is it is that just state media then essentially? Um, at this point. The agenda is available, but nothing in each of the... Uh, there's like 10 things going on there. If you download the agenda, there's old business. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 things on the agenda. And then each one of those things has like seven other PDFs too. So 
you download the agenda, and then those 11 things on there each have uh, their own description, and in each inside each of those is another PDF. So uh, just a little bit confusing. It would have been interesting to see, but uh, they pulled that off the table for, at, at the, for the time being. And I'll have Mayor Mitch Reynolds on next Monday, I believe. Usually have him on the Monday before the city council meeting. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what the thought process was there and then why they pulled it. Uh, number three is on. Number three, go ahead. Let's uh, hire a consultant and form another committee. For what? The committee to look at the committees? Yeah, they do that. We could. Yeah, they do it all the time. I mean, it would be interesting if we had a committee... That met, okay, if this is committee week, well, like, say, last Friday we have a committee. Well, Friday's a bad day. Nobody wants to do anything on Friday. Maybe oh, wow. maybe on Thursday we have a committee that just looks at all the agendas <laughs> and just points yeah. to. But uh, the, the, the La Crosse County Board did this the other day, their board meeting, or the La Crosse County, uh, their social media put out, they, they just bullet point some of the highlights of their board agenda that night. You know, mm-hmm. they did this a couple of days before. So it was real easy to go, Oh, one of the things on the board agenda is spending how they're going to spend $23 million. Probably something yeah. I'm interested in and will want to look into. And they even started the meeting an, an hour early. Right. Which I don't know. Because they had all that money to spend, but yet, too, didn't want us to have any input on it. Right. And that's uh, we've had that debate. I don't know if you were listening Friday, but we did talk about that a little bit. And yeah. Just the idea. Okay. We just brushed over it. But, you know, you look at the city, a lot of things now, like uh, they spent 400 and some thousand dollars on the old fish lab down there, plus another 68. Now they're going to need another half a million, and they really had no good idea what they're going to do with it a year ago. Yeah, they probably should have just, I, I don't know, if you got to update the building, that's pretty basic maintenance and upkeep. You probably just yep. need to do that if, it, if there's mold or something going on in there. But, uh, you know, I don't think they did anything drastic where they're, they're trying to make it one thing and then a group wants to put a beer garden or a wedding reception hall in there where they're like, okay, well, we got to tear all this crap that you just built in here. we got to tear all that out and, and start over. I don't think they went that far. Well, I'll tell you, if anybody ever invites me to go to a wedding reception down there and I got to park down by State Street and walk about two football fields to go into that fish lab down here to a wedding, they got another gift coming. I think, yeah, yeah, you would be dressed up. So, well, we'll just get the trolley, the pedal. We'll do the pedal trolley, and you'll pedal in. Yeah, either that or get some roller skates. But they don't have no parking down there. They got that that peace garden or whatever it is. There's probably room for about 25 cars there. That was full of people the other night down there doing dancing in the park, for Christ's sake. Can't you just park right on right on the the round the the racetrack there at Riverside Park? Well, you can on one side there, but uh, going north. But there was a bunch of cars there because people were doing calisthenics or something in the field out there. Right. So, so if you, they done that on a Friday or a Saturday night when a wedding, why where are people going to park? I think there's a parking ramp right up just a block away. There's a parking ramp. Right I ain't going to walk from a parking ramp because I'm claustrophobic. Well, you can't just park in the building. Well, no, but I want to kind of drive right up there like most <laughs> places have. Valet parking. We need free valet parking. Yeah, there you go. Everything's right. free. Yeah, free valet. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, you're not going to pay for valet parking. You're not going to walk 200 yards uh, to get to the place. I mean, I get it. 
if you're all dressed up walking 200 yards, but that's not that far. So I don't know. You just want parking right inside the make the fish labs building also a parking ramp. Put a parking ramp right in Riverside Park. That's what number three wants to do, it sounds like. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow.